This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Something like that. So, yeah. I mean, you know, painting is a weird thing. Or at least for me, it's like not like... um. You know, when I was a kid, I my parents would always buy me these painting kits and these, you know, standard art store things. And I never really used any of that stuff. You know what I mean? I'm just I'll just as much grab like a paper plate to use as a palette or right. or just more comfortable just being myself or like I never wore a smock or anything like that i guess they would i say. guess i don't know it's just it's just because i just painting to me just comes as like a natural thing, natural thing yeah. so it's not like you know i'm gonna set up my equipment and you know whatever it's like i carry my very expensive paint like around in like a Publix bag you know and whatever and i don't that's know, cool st- I stuff that it. i could just throw away you know what i mean i don't right. really need this fancy painting equipment i guess you call it whatever so we got some feedback going on. All right. So are we live right now? Oh, look at that. We're live. We're live. We're baby. live. All right. So fancy pants over here. I'm going to do this the right way. All right. So we are live for the first time ever on the Connected by Water podcast presented or powered by Joey Cardi Crosser Dodge Deep Ram and fueled by Papa's Pilar Room. Remind you never to be a spectator. I want to mention a couple of things before we get rolling, right? Today's guest is my very good friend, Taylor DeFusco. And I thank you for coming in for the first ever live episode. Thanks for having me. I want to bring up the fact that um, we have Nicole and Carlene at the bar here together today. So thank you for joining us, ladies. Thank you, gentlemen. Um, It's it's not the Connected by Water show without you guys. So thank you very much. Um, we are now officially part of the Waypoint Network, right? So we are officially a Waypoint podcast. So I just want to make note of that, make mention of that. Um, and please follow us on, um, 
any of your wherever you can find podcasts, Spotify, iTunes, um, and also subscribe to our YouTube channel uh, for all of our episodes. So there you go. I promised you I'd get it in. I did, right? We got it in. So that was good with you today, right? Cheers. Cheers. Good to see you, buddy. Nice to be. It's been too long. Been a while. Been a while. Right? You're no stranger to the show, but you know it's good to see you. You know, it's always good to see your friends. And um, what would you bring here today? Today, this is, this, this is a gun, right? This is a, it's a special gun, though. Yeah, her name's Big Bertha. She's a 50, Big Bertha, fifty caliber, uh, black powder. She's brand new; haven't been shot yet. I got to go sight it in this week. Mm-hmm. And uh, it is deer season, so uh, muzzleloader season's coming up here pretty soon. Mm-hmm. And um, figured connected by water with fishing, and then even hunting, we're connected by water, and that's more like swamp water. Mm-hmm. Not as pretty as the water out here, but... Well, that's the thing about Florida, right? It's all connected by water. Rivers and streams and, mm-hmm. and oceans, they all collide into one big, beautiful land. So, you know, we're very proud of our Florida. So, this gun, you said this is a 50 caliber muzzleloader, black powder. Black powder. Right, so, and you were kind of... I'm not really familiar with this kind of gun, so you were kind of taking me through it a little yeah. bit. And I'm like, what does it shoot? Like, muzzle balls? Like, Civil War style? So, they, they can. And then... Um, modern day this is the this is the bullet 50 caliber bullet that they shoot and instead of uh pouring powder down there with like a water buffalo horn that you see in the in the movies right um they actually have these now where it's easier to load and they're actually same type of material but they're actually pellets so you slide two of these let me see that so that's 50 grains of powder right there so you slide two of those pellets so this is the powder that's the powder. So in, okay. the, so in the old days, and people still do it to this day, is you have a measuring device, right, and like, you actually have to pour the powder in the measuring device and then get it in the tip of that barrel. Right, like Ralphie from Christmas Story. Yeah. Right? Uh-huh. And You're going to shoot your eye out. <laughs> then you got to take your ramrod right here, mm-hmm. and you got to ram that bullet and that powder down the barrel. So you just slide two of these pellets in there, and then you're sliding your 50 caliber bullet and you ram it down in there. And then uh, this has a breech mechanism. And then you pop one of these primers in here. You know, you ever shoot a shotgun shell? Mm-hmm. So slide that open. And that's what a primer is. And that's when it goes snap. That's like when it hits your shotgun shell. Yep. They're not going to fire. You're fine. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> and you slide one of them in there and then you're locked and loaded and you're ready to go. All right. Sounded like sparkles. That's good. You want to play marbles? <laughs> yeah. 50, so, right, 50% so off. W- one of the reasons I want to do, um, to start off with that is because um, you've been doing a lot of hunting lately. And, you know, you're you're kind of a hybrid of sorts doing the hunting and the fishing. And um, so tell me about your latest adventures here. You're, you're been, you, I been talked the other day with you and you saying you've really been burying yourself out in the wild like staying away from society right. recently kind of like through that a little bit you know like the last conversation we kind of had i didn't know which avenue i wanted to take mm-hmm. in the fishing industry and how i was telling you like the higher and the further and the more experience i'm getting i didn't know if that's the avenue i wanted to take because i kind of wanted to possibly slow things down we were talking about the fly fishing and the inshore fishing and stuff like that um one of my loves when i got uh before i got sober uh was hunting my entire life in the woods up in uh up north in south jersey and a lot of people don't think south jersey is country at all and they think of the jersey shore 
TV show, but I lived in the Pine Barrens. Mm-hmm. And I will show drone footage, YouTube videos, the people of South Jersey, and it's literally the Pine Barrens. There's pine trees and cedar lakes and, and water. And where I grew up, um, there's a lot of hunting and there's a lot of fishing. Mm-hmm. And people, when I show them that video, they think it's from Georgia, Kentucky, Missouri, and it's actually South Jersey. So anyway, uh, when I started going downhill in my life, I got away from hunting and I did more hunting than fishing. So hunting really and being in the woods is where I was kind of grown up and uh, getting sober. Um, I actually was able to get back into the woods and it's a little bit slower than fishing and worrying about the boat and the captains and the clients and um, just how fast paced offshore fishing mm-hmm. can be. And there was something pulling at me in life that I wanted to get out in the woods and just be still, but I didn't think Florida had hunting. And I found out Florida is where like real cowboys are west of 95. Um, I found out there's a lot of hunting in Florida, just like fishing. Uh, there's real cowboys in Florida because Florida is one of the, if I'm not a history buff, one of the first and one of the biggest cattle states in the country, Yep. if not the biggest next to texas i believe the old crackers yep florida crackers um so i started getting some friends in that area that fished and hunted and i started just going out and sitting in a deer stand last year um and honestly since covid hit and i really wasn't working too much i'd throw money in my gas tank and literally go wander the woods for days hours and months and something clicked to where i felt like a kid again when i was growing up where my stepdad who i call dad now he taught me everything about the woods and in our lives with society and work you're always thinking about the future you're always thinking about the past and there's traffic and phone calls and business and emails and social media when i started getting out there and sitting in the deer stand i could just watch life be the way that it's supposed to be in nature. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's one of the. This one of the things that always intrigues me about you is that you're very much a soul searching kind of guy, and you're always within yourself a lot of times, and it's almost like you're taking steps in this journey, not to impress anyone else outside of you, but you're so within yourself from that respect if you're following what i'm saying like it's kind of have you seen this movie pig right so there's this new movie right with nicholas cage and it's called pig it's new new it's a new new movie yeah new, it's new. a newer movie and i i don't know i got some app on tv that someone gave me access to it, so i don't know if it's still in the theater or if it's available okay. for streaming or whatever like that right now but it's a really good movie and i don't want to blow it for anybody that's kind of listening to it now but there is a, a moment in that where he kind of gives this other guy a talk about um, this one guy made this, and I don't want to say what he does, but he made this career decision and it was someone that used to work for him years before. And he was kind of basically like, look around you, like none of these people that you're catering to care about you. They don't know your name, you know, and you're just going to be a here today, gone tomorrow kind of right. thing, just because your business is catering to what they want rather than you being you, you doing your thing and then following your vision, right? And that's kind of the kind of guy that you take me as. Like, you're following your vision. You're doing your thing. 
right? And damned be all, right? Correct me if I'm wrong. No, you're 100% correct. I, um, I'm happy you said it and I, you know, have to say it and like talk about myself. That's one of the most impressive things to me, at least about you, is that not, not everybody has that ability to turn the world off like that. Right. You do. I don't know where it, where it really came from, but I guess because my whole life I was trying to be popular. I was trying to be cool. Uh, I'd be in the sports and be with the sports guys. I'd be with the hippies and be with the, the hippie kids. And then like the kids that were getting in trouble or uh, the fishermen, the hunter guys, right? So, and then finally, like when I, I guess I hit my late 20s, early 30s, I'm 32 now. I think the best thing that almost happened to me besides like getting sober in life is that I don't have to be any of those things anymore. And I can just be myself and do what I love doing. And I share those things on my social media, mm-hmm. not because I'm, I'm not doing those things. And like, I'm not like, um, I'm not good with quotes, but one of these things I came up with is like, there's people that do things for social media. They do experiences to post on social media. Me, I do, I do go through experiences and share those experiences on my social media. And there's two different types of people on social media. Does that make any sense to you? Completely. Because there's people that do things to get on social media. Yeah, that's me. Like I thing. do my life on social media and people love following. Now I'm not crazy popular, you know, or I'm not like blown up or anything like that, but the people love following what I do. And it's just what I, it's just what I do. Mm-hmm. You know, if anything, I think personally, I'm more guilty of looking back and going, Oh man, I should have, probably should have done more something with social media with that thing I just did. And they're like, oh, I'll do it tomorrow. You know, and that's kind of how I look at it. I really don't like social media, to be honest with you, that much. I mean, obviously, it's a necessary evil for our business. Right. You Same know, for me. But it's kind of like, it's not really, it's almost more of a hassle for me than anything. Because you know, I, I don't like living in that space. Right. I really don't. I like living in the moment space. I like living on the canvas and, and, and you know, Get I you know as much as time I spend in front of a screen, my goal every day is to get away from the screen. Does your phone, does your iPhone ever come up with an update or I mean a, a notification once a week and it tells you how much screen time you have on your social media? Yeah, that's scary. It's is it scary? It, you get that too? Yeah, it's scary. You don't is get it, it. Is it a high number? I don't know. I don't get it. I, it doesn't come up for me. Is it supposed to? It gives you like a different perspective of like how much time you really spend on your phone. Whether really? it's like answering test, text messages or like even being on the phone, like it racks up like hours. And then you think to yourself like, oh, I could have been spending those hours doing something like better with my time. Is it is it really tracking your time oh, yeah. time or is it kind of like tracking like it will when break, your app is open? It will break everything down from just straight mm-hmm. screen time from when you like, when I go like this, screen mm-hmm. time to what apps you're using and everything like that. So what, what are you averaging on just screen time? Probably it, like six hours. What? Mine, mine's been no, down listen, I'm so paying you to be here. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's scary. So like that mine's sometimes eight book. hours, eight yeah. hours. And I'm, people are like, oh, well, you're fishing, you're hunting. I do have GPS so I don't get lost in the woods. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm on there, but I mean, I'm even catching myself, you know, texting in the deer. So I'm not, don't think I'm like this goo, spiritual guru, like walking around in the woods, you know, like, uh, you know, just doing whatever and just living like a blissful life. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like there was times where I was playing like poker tournaments in the deer stand and just trying to occupy my, <laughs> my, my mind. And then I had an older gentleman, he's a spiritual guru. Right. And I asked him a lot of advice in life and he goes, who's this? Uh, his name's Darren Smith, and he's from Texas. He's okay. a, he calls himself an old redneck. Right. And uh, he told me, he goes, why don't you go hunting and don't bring a gun? 
and don't go on your phone. He goes, why don't you want to see pure happiness? He's like, why don't you go fishing and don't bring a fishing pole? As much as that doesn't make sense. Mm. But, and I go, that would be tough to do, you know? And he's like, why don't, if you're so much into nature and you think you're really spiritual, why don't you do those things and just, just watch. And, um, it's a hard exercise, but I think it was, it was a good exercise. Mm-hmm. Cause like people can say they love fishing or they love hunting and they love the outdoors and everything about it to get away from this stuff. But like, really, if you really peel away and there's layers to the spirituality stuff, really some people do want the excitement of shooting an arrow or a gun or hunting an animal or having that rod to catch that fish. And we really say that we enjoy these things and this doesn't have to be the outdoors. This could be, you know, anything, but do we really, what are we trying to get out of it? You know? Well, I mean, we talk about it sometimes about that actual moment of catching the fish. I mean, that's why you came out, right? But there's so much more that goes into the process and I'm sure hunting's the same way that there's so much more that goes into the process, whether it's the camaraderie, the people you're with, the conditions, being in the elements. I mean, there's, you know, goes on and on and on and on. There's so much more involved right. with what goes into it that you, you kind of take it all in, right? You have to, you, you don't, but you miss a lot of that stuff. I mean, were we, were we talking last week, Nicole, or someone that, that was just like, I, I mentioned to someone, someone brought up someone about a mate that was tired with a man I was talking to you about it, that was tired with their life and whatever like that. It's like, man, if you get to the point where you're working as a mate and you still can't, you can't appreciate the sunrise every morning that you see that comes out. I mean, I don't, I've been fishing my whole life. I'm, if I see a good one, I'm still taking a picture of it, mm-hmm. you know, just every to, night, just to hit it. My yeah. Every I night. mean, if you can't appreciate that or like a great water condition, that's just like one of those slick calm days. It just looks so gorgeous when you're coming out and the sun's coming up and it's just so sharp. You know what I mean? If you can't look at that and be like, that's the good stuff right there. That, you know, then then you need to, you need to it, get back though. on land and figure something else out. I, that's to me is right up there with the, the whole point of why people go hunting or fishing or in the outdoors is for moments like mm-hmm. that. Like I, I think I'm a little bit, different and people make fun of me and that that's kind of one of the things i was kind of talking to you about is like when you get higher one when you do it for a profession and then two the higher you get like you will get made fun of if you if you take a picture of a sunset you know and i'm like a mate in like a tournament or something like that you know like you're supposed to be rigging baits you're supposed to be the cool guy you're supposed Mm -hmm. to be out here 300 days out of the year but my favorite times is when that sun comes up or when the sun is setting and I have videos of me on Instagram, like getting out of the deer stand and like literally doing a selfie video and like the sun's going down. I'm walking across a cow pasture and I literally say like, get your kids into the outdoors, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Like you need to experience this. And like, that's nothing negative against anyone that's at a top tier level in, in, in an outdoors sport, you know, but you, you get further away from that stuff the yeah. more it consumes your time, the more you do it because you're you're focused on something else, you know, because, you know, when you have a tournament in one morning or something like that, you're, yeah. you're not. So, like, the whole conversation that we had last time is, like, I don't know which avenue I'm, I'm going with because I don't want to lose that. 
because I'm in a, I'm in a situation right now. I I just started my new job as as being a hunting guide mm-hmm. um, for Fox Brown Outfitters in Martin County, and I'm in a position right now to where I make a living fishing, I make a living hunting. So I need to stay as connected to those things and what we search for more than your average person because if I mess those two things up and lose that, then I just lost the two biggest things I love doing in my life. Does that, you understand? Yeah, and there's a fine line that you that you kind of walk across when you're doing that, when you're, what you're gonna call doing your passion for a living is th- it starts becoming a love-hate relationship if you're not doing it right. But even if you are doing it right, you know, sometimes some days are tougher than others, you know, because you, you think, you know, there becomes this whole want versus necessity in your life, you know, because it's still your job, right? And there's still have-tos that come tied to it. Um, you know, we deal with it a lot here at the studio where, you know, I mean, I would love to just walk in here and just paint whatever the hell is on my mind that day, you know, but I can't do that all the time because if we've outfitted this studio to be a custom house and we have jobs for people to do that they're paying us to do and that's how we roll around here. And I try to fit in those free projects whenever I can, but you got to be able to guide yourself in a way to where you're still loving what you're doing. And I do. That's one of the reasons why I do the podcast, to be honest with you. I mean, this is not really a big moneymaker for me. It's, and I do it because I love bringing my friends in to talk with them and carve out that time. And we have a scheduled process that right. go along with it. We found out a way to do this, right? And I enjoy the hell out of it. It's probably one of the most favorite things I've ever done in my entire life. But you got to find ways to keep it. It's just like a relationship, any relationship. You know what I mean? Like you could love well, your wife. I'm, I'm screwed. I've been single for a long time. <laughs> well, you're not or though. Are you screwed or you're... not screwed? You're single, <laughs> oh, <then come> <laughs> or you, but you're not single to your you're not single to your passion. No, right? No. You married to your passion, That's right? That's what I'm saying. This is my point, though. It's like you got to find ways to continually make it work. Can you can you keep things fresh? Continually keep things new. Right and a career. That's why people always say, "Oh yeah, career." Oh, you or you or you started the business. It's like, well, that's a big deal. That's a relationship you you just you're forming now that you need to cultivate, you need to nurture, and you need to progress. Right? Because if you don't do that, your business is going to fail. Your relationship's going to fail. It's all relative. Yeah, you've got to. You're doing the right thing. Do what you're doing for yourself, and find a lady that's quality enough to come into your world and still share the same interest. Interest. You know what I'm saying? Figure out what you're going to do, love it, enjoy it, and then combine those two worlds. Right. You know, dating nowadays isn't worth it. You know what I'm saying? Something will come to you that'll just be like, perfect. She she might be the next stand down the way, or she might, you know, and then all of a sudden everything will just be like, I didn't even have to look for it, and here it is, you know? Yeah, I'm I'm at that point. I used to have, like, dating apps, and I used to search for stuff, and uh, and now I don't have any of those things, and, I mean, I'm on the water in the ocean every day or in the woods, so unless if there's some attractive girl that's single walking through the middle of the woods in Florida or swimming in the ocean. It's, uh, I might have to put in a little bit more effort on that one right there. No, you're all right. You're right. Well, it's kind of like, you know, you just, you know, there, there's days in, in like, you know, that big buck's going to come along or that big fish is going to come along. But the, the two days before that could have been shitty days, you know, where, where you're just like, man, hard on my luck. Even here at the business, it's like, man, I got... I just wrote some big checks for 
vendors or whatever the case may be, or I just got hit hard by a client mm-hmm. about something and, you know, it's a bring me down day. And then you turn around and you look at the next day and you got the best phone call of your life and you just landed the huge opportunity. Well, you know, that's what I'm trying to do on my social media. It's like, I, I post and do all my stories and, and share with people all the days I go hunting. I haven't even harvested a deer this year yet, but I'm, I'm hunting one of the biggest deer on public land in the state of Florida. Like he's just, he's the biggest thing I've ever seen. I call him the general mm-hmm. and, uh, you can do a hundred sits and not never see him, you know, but well, he got big for a reason, right? He's not stupid. And he only comes out at night. Yeah. I got one daytime picture. Um, what I'm trying to do, but that's like taboo on, on social media, because then you get people that break your balls about hunting all the time and not being successful. Right. Or fishing, you know, where one guy, it's always a competition out there between the charter guys or obviously tournaments and stuff. And if you're not limiting out or, or they call slaying, mm-hmm. you know, having a yeah. slay day, um, that, that you're not successful. Right. So that's why I believe that I'm, I'm unique and I, it doesn't matter what people think of my success level because I'm still showing, I don't, I'm still, I'm showing everything. I'm not showing little, just the good and little bits of pieces because I, I want to try to make, I don't want to sound corny, not like a movement, but like you can still have fun and fishing and not have a sleigh day. You can be a successful mate, charter captain, whatever. Now, obviously it's balanced because just like what you said, you, you have a business, you got to pay the bills mm-hmm. and stuff. But like society these, like these days is, unless if you don't, unless if you're not the best or your ego's huge and you catch the biggest fish that, oh, you're not successful or it wasn't a good day. And like, I'm trying to break that because it's such an ugly thing and all the negativity on social media and all the trash talking that people do mm-hmm. because of the end result. The things in the outdoors and things that connected by water and, uh, uh, and, and hunting or fishing or the outdoors is not about end results. It's about the process. It's about the grind. Mm-hmm. It's, 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 it's about nature. It's, 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 it's such a bigger thing than the results and society. We are like in a result based society now. And, um, it's not attractive to me anymore. Well, who are the results for? That's the thing you got to answer for yourself. And right? what I want to say is I don't even know you. I just met you today and you've got a headspace that you're in that is more successful that half these guys out there, whether they're making a bigger day than you are fishing or not, they don't have that. They don't take the time to concentrate and see where they need to be. They are only doing it for the boss or for themselves or the team. Once they go home, that's all they got. What else do you have to talk about but just that fishing? You and you're where you're at, you're more successful to them, to me, from what I see in the first hour that I've met you because of the experiences that you've had and how you speak. So you got to take that for something for what I've just learned in the one hour that I've known him, you know? I think she hit the nail on the head. You you drilled right down on it. I mean, (laughs) that's exactly the point right there. You you said it perfectly. I mean, and and, and that's that's why I love you, Taylor, because you're exactly like that. You know what I mean? And that's that's a great point. You're more successful than I think you realize you are just because you've already turned off the noise. Right. Or, or at the very least, you recognize what the noise is and realize how to navigate it. Right. Because who are the results for? Are they for you or are they for them? You know what I mean? And, and what's that all about? And that's my problem with social media in, in the first place. 
And that's what I'm trying to navigate with my kids right now. My 10-year-old daughter is starting to understand, oh, what Snapchat is and, oh, what Facebook is and, and all that other kind of thing. And even my eight-year-old son is like, now he's like seeing Facebook and he goes, oh, no, you're on Facebook. And, you know, all right, well, it's my job to start teaching them to navigate that, but I can try as much as I want. They're still going to get carried away with it, right? So you just got to ground yourself properly and you got to ground your family properly, got to ground your friends properly even too. Right. And you, you got to put, because if you can put your life into perspective for them, then they'll, that'll give them a better understanding of who you are right. and what your expectations are and why the results that you get are for you and not for them. And that's how you know you got a friend. If they can still be a part of your life after you laid that foundation out for them, then move forward with them. Well, it's all about what you put out into the world. You know, nothing against people that like I, I get caught up in wanting to do things, not even just social media, but just in life for, I don't want to use the word wrong, but you know, for, for other reasons, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and if that's what people do for uh, how to make their money, then that's fine on them. And what I put out in the world, now my friends that surround me kind of think like the way that I do or kind of act like the way I do. And they, they see the world kind of like I do. And the more and more that happens and the more and more people I surround myself with that, that with my life is like it's getting a lot better easier calmer and don't get me wrong i'm not you hang out with me seven days a week or 24 hours throughout the day like you'll see my shortcomings you know but it's a beautiful thing when when you oh, you're a human being too yeah yeah i didn't think that see the big thing is is the ego right so when i was younger like that's how we end every episode what we say your ego is not your amigo. Not your amigo. I mean, cut you off. Go ahead. No, you're good. Um, there's people that are very good at things in life. Mm -hmm. The best. Look at all the UFC stuff. Look at these sports athletes. Look at fishing captains that I still look up to, and we all have our shortcomings. And, and I wanted to get to certain levels and certain things in life, and um, whether it's fishing or not, but at the cost of what? Right. Mm -hmm. So for me, am I going to be the best fisherman and neglect? I don't have one. Um, but like, let's say a wife or, or kids or have an ego and, um, a bad attitude towards my clients cause they lost the fish or to my mate or to my team because we lost that tournament. So in the end, when you're going to the grave, you might be known as the best of the best, right? And whatever you do, um, but you were still an asshole your mm -hmm. whole life, you know? And then the route that I kind of want to take now, and it, it's going to take a long time, you know, to get there is I just, I want to try to, I want to be known as a, that got people into the outdoors and try to help people like when I could, just like mm -hmm. how people help, help me. And even know that, and I don't care anymore about being the best. That's why I, I'm still going to be doing the fishing. Uh, I'm a train and be a full-time hunting guide mm -hmm. now. I still have clients that I do fishing. It's no longer attractive to me. Uh, I'll still do tournaments. I love being competitive. Uh, but to just to me, I, I don't have anything to prove to anyone anymore. Does any of that make sense mm -hmm. to you? And it, it took me years to finally get to that to that point. And uh, because there'll be days where like when I was trying to work and get my name out there, and you do have to get your name out there to a certain extent. Um, to where... 
they would affect like your sleep and it just affects your quality of life thinking about what others you know think about your what the in your industry mm-hmm. i can relate to that you. i can i can it's relate so to childish. that childish it's so childish it's childish i mean i mean you're talking to an artist right and you know it's very tough for an artist to separate ego from their work and their life as an artist. Um, but you know, I try to do my best to make every effort not to let one supersede the other. And, you know, we've come along, I've, I've come a long way throughout that process, um, over the years to understand that, I've said this before, and it, but I'm going to say it again because it's to the point of what we're talking about, is that I'm done competing against other artists because I found when you do so, you're, you're, you're not winning anything, but you're also not improving yourself as an artist because if you're following another artist or you're looking at them and you feel like you're just competing against them, then all you're doing is falling into this trap. Thank you. Falling into this trap of, of not being a leader or, or, or not following your own path or not listening to your own voice or not, not following the way you should go. So I've, I've come to believe, I don't want to say I figured out. I want to say I've come to believe for me personally is that the only thing that I control could control is to try to make each painting better than the last. It's to compete against myself. That's it. Try to better myself every time because that's all I can control. I can't control can't control what another artist does or I can't control the way another business responds to that artist or oh, maybe they got an opportunity I felt I should have had or something like that. Can't control that. All I can do is control what I put down on canvas right? or I pump out in pixels or or what we accomplish as a business and there's so many we talk about layers there's so many layers to that too right to where and nicole can probably speak to this greatly because she's here every day and she sees it firsthand to where i gotta now balance being a business owner on top of it right there's things like sales tax that need to be paid there's things like utility bills that need to get paid there's things like employees that need to get paid Right, and there's rent that needs to get paid, and there's product that's put into this place, and then there's customers to service, and there's apparel goods to source, and there's so many layers beyond art that I can't worry about it anymore. You know what I mean? All we can do is just better our business and better ourselves, and be better. Y O Y year over year, right? Be better year over year, improve yourselves that way. That's all I can think about anymore. Right? Your ego is not your amigo. Right, you just gotta look at yourself and try to improve whenever you can. There's times in life though that you can't, you can't see it. You know, there are a lot of times. There's still, yeah. You know what denial stands for? What? Don't even know I am lying to myself. And we get caught up in it all the time. You know what I mean? And you're saying your kids with social media. I, I couldn't even imagine. And not to, I'm just being honest. You know, it's just because we didn't. We didn't have that growing like we rode bikes to people's houses and can little Timmy come out and you knock on the door and, and go play and like you read the local newspaper. Yep. To like find, touch football. To, yeah, and you you only find out about news really, a couple of news stations and like 
a newspaper. So you checked the movie times. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the movie times. I remember that. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had a yellow, the phone book, the yellow book, I think they would call yellow it. Pages. Yellow pages. Yellow yeah. pages. <laughs> and, like, I would, I would do things in sports and go out in the woods and climb trees, and there was no... Uh, there was no selfies. There was no pictures. There was yep. no doing it for... Shit, I got BBs in my leg from when I was four from when my brother shot me. <laughs> <laughs> so that's how we grew up, uh-huh. you know? Still, I got them. Totally. <laughs> There's got to be so much pressure on these kids these days. Um, male and female. Yeah. 100%. And like now with all these TV shows, and I watch them all, they're all cool, but like these sports TV shows with these kids and their parents... Yeah. And then, like, I mean, female daughters, you know, with all the, the pictures out there, and they got to be supermodel looking. And, and I mean, dude, it's it's got to be tough. I'm really scared. I'm way more scared with social media with my daughter than I am with my son. My daughter wants to be a farmer, and I'm sticking to it. There you go. That's what mm. wants, so. I mean, but I'm seeing, like, you know, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I don't even know if I can talk about it. I mean, I'm just so pent up about it, like because I feel it. I see it coming. Yeah, I see it coming. Still- that's why. That's why Sienna's got to hang out with Nicole more. Yes, you got to show her the way. Bring her out She's to the, the ranch. Yeah. Bring her out to the ranch. Yeah. We'll hang out. Um, that's why it's important to be involved with your kids, though. That's why it's important to be present well, in their lives. I mean, that that's why it's important to get them outside the house. That's exactly why I take my daughter to farm. And it's got 40 acres in yeah. Carolinas. And yeah. That's just every spring break, every break, we go straight to the cabin. We go play in the pasture. She goes, you know, we're not hunting on the actual property, but there's the easements and stuff. My husband's right. starting to take her up there. But it's starting around a little 22. She plays in the dirt. That's all she wants to do is go down there and look for gems and just put the dirt. Like, she's rolling in dirt, and that's, she wants to roll down the hills, and that's mm-hmm. it. There's no TV at the cabin. There's nothing. There's maybe one time I streamed it because I had to do something. But other than that, it's she knows for the week to 10 days or however long we go up there, there's nothing except dirt, and she comes back with clay, red clay all over, and <laughs> she loves it. Like, when are we going to the cabin? Can we yeah. move here? I'm like, well, Daddy's a captain right now. Give it 10 years. 10 years, we'll probably be there full time. But other than that, it's like that's she wants that. In that's her. awesome. And, and that's what I'm still trying to She's six, and she doesn't have that phone. She doesn't have that tablet in front of her. She doesn't have at home she watches some educational stuff but in bigger you know bigger picture she wants the grit and dirt underneath her nails and as long as i can still keep instilling that in her that's i sometimes go like this right keep her it's up to the parent though it's up to the parent to provide that and to really guide that because if, if you don't then they're going to obviously just grab gravitate right to the electronics and and all the other stuff but when you put them outside and you show them like there's so much more that the world has than that really takes a better hold I mean, a bigger hold i can't say she doesn't watch tv but what she watches it's not crap tv you know yeah. that she's watching something educational she's learning you know dinosaurs everything like that she wants you know she's right now as we speak digging archaeologist fossils out of a thing i bought her today because mm-hmm. that's what she wants you know hmm. but it's just taking her to grandma's this is what you're going to play with i'm not giving you she's got barbies and dresses up like princesses too you know but it's still like the thought process anything she watches on tv is going to be educational to her even if it's a cartoon or a movie or a kids movie it's not just crap 
behind it. It's just, it's something educational that she learns from. And that's how I've always, because you can't take TV away from a kid. It's just, and computers nowadays. Yeah, you can't fight it all. You can't, you can't completely fight it all. You can't. And, right. And nowadays, computers are actually in the school system, so they have to learn how to use a computer. Like, you yeah. can't take it out of it, but you just have to make, you know, guide them on what they're going to be watching and and just take it from there. Yeah, I was I was never on a tablet as a kid. No. It was either outside or nothing. Perfect. Sit in your room. Okay. We had Oregon Trail. I know your father I too well. That. I know exactly his I response book, to that actually. one. I have an old paperback book of the Oregon yeah. Trail. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so on that, my one of my daughter's favorite shows is A Little House on the Prairie. Mm. As crazy as that is, it's got like 70 different seasons. Yeah. And I'm like, this thing never ends, but that's what she wants to watch <laughs> is the My Little House in the Prairie. And I'm like, the Ingalls. And she's like, we go to Ingalls in North Carolina. And she's like, look, it's the Ingalls from Little House in the Prairie. But it's really a food store. I'm like, yeah, baby, that's their store. So it's just part of the, I don't know, keep it fun, I guess, for now. And it wasn't even that long ago. Like, it was the computers that had just a green screen and the mm -hmm. green lettering. And they had Oregon Trail. DOS. Yeah. And then... uh AOL. The big, the big four and a quarter inch yeah. floppy disk. And yeah. then in, in my school, we, we had to get taught how to use a computer. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. And then emails. That's how uh, emails I were got the coolest all that. thing ever. I got out of all that because my mom went into the office of the president of the school or whatever. And she was like, he's going to art school. He doesn't need to take typing or computers or anything like that. And lo and behold, I just work on a computer all day, but you know, it's all good. Yeah. The, the the big thing about the parenting, and I'm not like an advocate and an extremist to where like the people aren't allowed to watch TV. Uh, I was in TV tech classes in, in high school, but I was also it, it's it's a it, what I'm trying to portray is is just a balanced thing. Mm -hmm. You know, I I'm a nerd. I I I I used to play in Counter Strike uh, leagues as a kid. What's Counter Strike? Uh, it's a first-person shooter, kind of like before Call of Duty came out. Okay. On the computer, and they have professionals that play these games, and they make a lot more money than I do. It's a computer game. It's a computer it's game, not just like, a like PlayStation Call of Duty. Thing. They, have, they have professional. It's a any PlayStation game. thing. Uh, PC. All right. PC. <laughs> Sega Genesis. <laughs> Sonic. So, like, like what I'm, the thing that I've observed is. We're kind of almost our whole gist here is like talking about balance, mm -hmm. right? And I'm not an extremist saying that people in the city have to take their kids out to a a, a, a scout camp or something like that and throw them in the woods and feed them to the wolves, you know? When I go west of 95, when I go to work on the ranch... Um, this is west of 95 up in... Port St. Lucie. Yes, okay. like Martin County. Yeah, west of 95 up there is a little different than west of 95 okay. here. Right, west so of 95 here is just a <laughs> hell of a lot more traffic. So that, thanks for uh, for clarifying that. Well, I just want to give a little bit of a, a pin in the map to where you're talking right. about compared to where Papa Talking about like Okeechobee and yeah. Martin County mm -hmm. and, and where we go hunting and where all the cattle are and, and whatnot. Yep. When I, you got mom and pop breakfast places, mom and pop lunch, dinner restaurants. And when you hold the, People hold the door for you, and when you hold the door for someone, they say thank you. And just like how I got a a, a meal down the street from here, um, a lady was talking to me, and I said, you know, yes, ma'am. And and she uh, she's like, you from around here? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I was like, that's just how I was I was brought up. And 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 not that people out west are are perfect, but their kids 
it, it's just a different energy and and the morals and values that you can get brought up that have to do with something with the the balance of being in the outdoors mm-hmm. in my opinion is a little bit different than someone that grows up let's say in the city because i've grown up in the city too up in new jersey and and we're pretty pretty brash hard rough people no yeah new yorkers in, in, in jersey? jersey yeah really come on come on really jersey. yeah <laughs> um and it, it's just uh it's just a little bit it's common sense is out there yeah i don't it's just i love it I'll, let me ask you something yeah right so building a life that's connected by water you know um and building a life that's you know connected through hunting and and the outdoors and as they say clean easy living right so to speak you know what does that do for you on a human level like where, where's the connection there like connected dots for me to where Taylor DeFusco begins and ends um, when you leave the concrete and hit the grass. What does it do for me? It's kind of like a... It fills my soul. Yeah. Like, like where are you at? I feel like a you human I mean? being. Right. So let's let's break down human being. Being, right? Uh, if, you got, if we go out to the beach right now and we look at the waves, we're being, mm-hmm. right? We're supposed to be human beings. Like what I started off this podcast with talking about why I like going fishing or why I like going hunting and being out there. Um, it's when I'm in the woods or on the water, um, not in a fishing tournament, just like actually just enjoying myself, having fun mm-hmm. uh, fishing or watching the sunset come up. It's the closest thing that I naturally feel like I was meant to do in this world. And I believe all of us have a piece of that in us and we have to find it. Yeah, we do. I feel one with the earth and it sounds so corny, but to me it doesn't. It's not corny at all. Yeah. So, so where do you end up at the end of the day when it's all said and done after making these choices in your life, right? And maybe they're not choices. Maybe they're just gravitations. You know, where does that leave you with, with, with the path that you're on? Right? Listen. All right. So, it's been a kind of a weird couple months around here, at least for me, right? Um, recently experienced the death of my father, which allowed me to view life in a different way, or I should say caused me to view life in a different way, where you think you got things figured out, right? And, and to a certain aspect of this show, there's we're kind of always in this continual search, and that's life, right? So who knows? If my father's there in his deathbed, even in the last waning moments, if he's still trying to figure it out, right? And who knows if he's saying, wow, that's the end. I didn't figure it out. Or who knows if he's saying life well lived, right? So you're on this path and you're on this journey, right? You're living a life that's connected by water. You're living a life in the grass and the woods and the trees, right? And then you're not expecting results for anyone else but yourself, and, you know, what does that do for your path moving forward, right? And how does that get you 
to a place to where years down the road, you're in reflection of going, that's a life well lived. And, and that's what I kind of look at too with painting and saying like, all right, well, I'm on this path. And it's like, what's the point of painting after painting after painting after painting? It's like, what are you trying to accomplish? Right? Yeah, you want to make each one better, but why? Right? And when's your, what's your last painting going to be? Think about that all the time. Right? Like, what's my last painting going to look like? Is it going to, it's probably not going to be finished. Right? It's probably going to be one that's halfway done or a quarter just started. Right? Because being an artist isn't a career that I choose for myself. It's, it's what I am. Right. And, and I, and I look at that. We always draw parallels to being an outdoorsman or a fisherman or anything like that. We always draw parallels. And I think it's a very similar aspect when you connect with nature in that tribal way. And, you know, it, it, it's not really a dying journey to where you retire from. That's why you always see old men fishing. You always see old men hunting. That doesn't go away. Many guys work, 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 work. They get to be 65, 70 years old and they stop and then they try to hunt and fish as much as they can. Some guys do it with golf, right? You want to improve that score, but why? Right? Do we have something to prove to ourselves? Is it the ego, right? Or are you just trying to fit it all in while you can? You know, these are the questions that, I'm, that you just run through your head about it all. You know what I mean? Who's got the answer? I don't know. Maybe we're trying to find it on this show some way, someday. My dad always told me to work first, play harder, like play later. Work first, play later. Mm-hmm. Is that the way? I mean, I don't know who's to say. But yeah. I can't see the thing about doing what I do is it's such a fine line of what's work and what's play. And that's another thing about being a professional outdoorsman. It's just that fine line about what's work and what's play. The, lo- the longer I'm... The more experience I get in life or fishing or hunting, and guys will tell you this, the good the good guys is like the less I actually know. Mm-hmm. And I and the older I get, the less answers that I honestly have. Like, and you were just hitting on it, you know. But I I can tell you this. So when I do, we even need answers. That's part of the question. Yeah. No. I don't think so. I think it's just about the whole journey of life. And that's what, I, and that's what we were just talking about earlier when I was talking about everyone's looking for this end result, mm-hmm. right? So you're you're hitting on the same stuff that I was literally just talking about, and it's awesome because it's like a different point of view. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I told friends this year it's been a weird year, and I, you know I lost my father's as well. So you know my condolences to you and your family. I talked to you about that. Um, when COVID hit and I got COVID, I literally told them if it gets bad, like put me in the woods in my deer stand. I just want to go out like in peace, mm-hmm. you know? And you know, what's so crazy is like people were, I was calm. I've been calm when I've, and I, I've had another health issue that you know about. Mm-hmm. And it's so crazy at the age of 32, I've lived a good life. And like, if I, I could get in my truck right now, and get into a car accident on the way home on 95. Don't do that. And I mean, obviously, that, that's, that. that's, not, that. That, that's not the uh, the main goal here. Right. <laughs> but uh, the, the point is, is what's so cool is everything you were talking about is that um, the, the peace that I have and, and being blessed to be able to do what I love for a living and 
still doing it for a passion and a hobby and just having friends that are all around it. And, um, it, it's a great life, yeah, you know, it is, but so far it's left me still going to McDonald's and Wendy's cause I haven't killed the general yet. Right. Um, I haven't gotten that big, don't buck eat that yet. crap, but, uh, <laughs> you know, so I guess I gotta get better at, at hunting if I'm going to guide hunting or else people are going to be eating a lot of leftovers from McDonald's and, and Wendy's. I think it'd be all right. I think it'd be all right. And fishing. So what's up next for me? What's tell up? me tell me a little bit about your, your your Fox Brown. All right. So Fox Brown Outfitters is a four thousand acre hunting preserved. Mm-hmm. Um, they have anything from hogs, whitetails, quails, pheasant, all the way up to exotics that normally would have been extinct. And now they're not because places like this have them. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like a catch-22, and it sounds funny because, like, we're hunting them. But if it wasn't for places like this, you know, they'd be extinct. And they have exotics from places like India and Africa, places in Europe. In Florida. In Florida. So it's literally like Jurassic Park. Mm-hmm. Um, half of it is high-fenced, and half of it isn't. Um, there's buggy rides, there's Polaris's, and then there's spot and stalks as well. And you can either do big game hunts, you can do... Uh, bird hunts or hog hunts as well being out at the the ranch i call it it's dylan and chelsea that gave me the opportunity to do this i kind of treated it like the fishing industry where i told them i know i've been hunting all my life but doing it as a professional i i know absolutely nothing Mm -hmm. and that got my i think that got my foot in the door because people are used to thinking they know everything and Owners don't want to hire that, and they would rather. And they gave me a blessing and and, and a start to try to be a guide. And um, what's that transition like from fishing to no 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 from from hunting like just not professionally, and then taking that turn, right? Doing it for a living. How do the expectations change? And like for yourself and for the for the ownership. So. For me personally, I I have to master my craft. I would have to get quicker, faster, because it's not like we're just hunting a hog or a whitetail, right? Mm -hmm. And a whitetail, the more points it has, the bigger the rack it is, that's a trophy, right? There's like 10 types of animals Mm -hmm. out there that can look pretty similar and they're in herds and and, and they're hunted, you know, all the time. So they're pretty smart and it's 4,000 acres. You can get lost out there. So you got to master the craft. Mm-hmm. Um, making a transition from just hunting as a as a regular uh, gentleman to to trying to be a professional, um, it's intimidating. It's intimidating because, like you see, the, I bet it is. Because I, I if I mess up in in hunting and I don't see any animals or I miss one or something like that, like my buddies will just bust my chops at hunt camp or something like this. But these people are coming here from all around the world and spending. Uh, in most cases, a lot more than what a fishing charter is like, uh, like there's a, a difference. There's a difference there too. When you're chartering and you're missing on the outside. Yeah. And be like, Oh, you know what? We can make up today. We can go on the reef. Let's we'll drop. We'll get some muttons or something like that. Yeah. And we can make a little bit of a day of it when you're hunting. It's like, you're going he wants his trophy. Deer. He wants this. Right. It's not like, Oh, yeah. we're not getting that today. Let's go inside and shoot some rabbits. We'll be all happy with that. It don't work like that. 
um it, it's a it, it's intimidating but at the same time like i just keep telling myself remain positive remain humble and just keep on learning and and um Chelsea's husband, Chelsea's the one who runs it, and Chelsea's husband, uh, Dylan, is the one who's been, like, training me as long as other people. And, like, I literally just – just like fishing, I donate my time over there. It's mm -hmm. putting in work. Just like how you ride out and fishing and you don't get paid mm -hmm. off the bat, um, you got to get that experience until you're um, worth something to the business. Yeah. I mean, it's it's got to be humbling, right? I mean – hunting for a living i mean that's a whole different ball of wax you know because when you go on a hunt you know if you come away with it not getting anything you're like all right well hey i wasn't working i went hunting right it was a good wednesday afternoon yeah you know, I wasn't. But, but when you're the guide you know you, you try to convert for a client you know and you don't which is going to happen more often with hunting than not for fishing than, than fishing you yeah. know so it, it that's got to be humbling in itself, I, I would think. I didn't know. They're teaching me. I always make jokes like y'all are teaching me to be a real cowboy out here in Florida, and uh, they really are because they. Um, I didn't even know how to drive a buggy. Mm -hmm. Never drove a buggy before, and literally first day, I was out there. They're like, "All right, you're driving this buggy, and you're gonna do a tour of the property." And I was actually a fishing captain from Stewart, and he brought his kids out, and like, I'm great great this person knows me mm -hmm. and uh what captain uh chris fowler okay and uh he brought his kids out and then um the son of the of dylan uh and and chelsea uh Layton, i think he's probably like 10 years old he was telling me where to go what the animals were so he was actually like my boss on the buggy oh really he, was, he helped me out yeah so i didn't get lost back there mm -hmm. um but and just just like the cowboy lifestyle out there out west is it's stuff that I didn't do. I went on my first airboat ride. Yeah. And um, the different types of guns, the different tools and just the cattle and just like the ranch life. I I don't know a lot about, but hunting and going in the woods, I do. But now, like what you said, you got to be good and you got to be a professional at all these things and know how to like work on stuff and kind of like be like a mechanic and just know when stuff breaks down, these people are relying on you kind of like with fishing with a boat. Mm-hmm. You so, know, and, and managing the experience too. Cause we talked earlier about enjoying that sunset, enjoying the moment, enjoying the sun coming up, you right. know, and, and, you know, and making sure that your clientele appreciates that and being in the moment as well and, and offering a good experiences, I think just as important. Right. You know, and, um, I think it's interesting um, that you're expressing a little bit of humility here. Um, and you know, what also elaborating on a little bit of what you don't know. And it's important. It's really, really important. It's, it's, it's the fact that it's admirable that you do so. Um, uh, because later on down the road, you're 32, right? But when you're 52, 20 years from now, right? And you've got a buttload more experience under your belt with, that aspect right i think it's important not to forget where you started when you came up and how much you didn't know as opposed to, and when i say where you started i don't mean with hunting i mean with hunting professionally as a guide right what you didn't know at the time you do know then in the future is to always understand that right it's nothing 
nothing pisses me off more than when I see an experienced captain or an experienced mate get on someone who is inexperienced. And I don't know why they do it or what they get by doing so. Right. But it really, really, really burns my ass when I see that because you started there too at one point. I don't care who you are. You know what I mean? Some people bypass this a little bit. You know, some people were just raised salty like that, but that still doesn't give them license to do it. Right. So, you know, staying humble is a really, really important thing. So, um, we're going to start wrapping it up here soon. Is there anything you wanted to kind of get in while, uh, while we're talking here, like anything you wanted to bring up, mention shout outs, anything like that? Oh, I just want to say, you know, first and foremost, thanks. Thanks for having me. And thanks for everyone being here. And thanks to the people in the fishing industry, in my sober network for passing and, and, in the hunting, you know, with Dylan and, and, and Chelsea at Fox Brown, just there's good people out there that will pass on knowledge that they have to a random stranger mm-hmm. like me and, and I want to try to do the best and I have a lot of shortcomings to uh to try to do that for someone in return and, and give it back to to everyone and, and just put a message out there or give give us a call or if you want to get your kid in the outdoors, whether it's fishing, whether it's hunting or whether it's picking up cow shit, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Do it's it. uh <laughs> just do it for sure. You know, just just come on out and uh I, I think everyone should enjoy a little bit of the outdoors and just, you know, thanks for everyone in my life that has given me the opportunity to 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 be here. Yeah. It it'll do a lot of good. And listen, I, I can't express if anyone's listening or watching, I can't express enough how good of a dude you are because you really are right and you know i love you to pieces taylor i really do you're a sweetheart right and don't let anyone ever tell you any different um but you know if if you want to give like your family a good experience and you know just give you a call and um you know and if anyone needs to get in touch with taylor what's your social handle so everyone knows uh facebook's uh taylor defosco and then instagram is um at Taylor DeFosco. Yep. And I don't, I don't have Snapchat like the kids do. No, no, I just wanted to get in touch with you. I just wanted to get in touch with you that have yeah. you drop your phone number yeah, on here. You don't need to be so. Snapchatting clients yeah. around here or nothing it's like all that. Good. Yeah. It's all good. So, um, thank you, brother. No, thanks for having me. It's kind of yeah. weird people saying nice things about me, but I, I appreciate it. Thank you. And, right. and same goes we can for go, you. I can go full Jersey on you if you want, but you know. No. We should have had arms and crushes in here today for that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll start that for like the next podcast. We'll do a right. little Jersey episode. All right, we You'll can do see that. like the, the spiritual side and the humble side this time, and then yeah. we'll get into like the rough right. and tough. Well, the Cole got her full South Jersey, Jersey on. Shirt, we, just, we, just, we were at Atlantic City this summer. Really? For the Jimmy Johnson. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah the Jimmy Johnson Atlantic one. City. So oh, look at her. Oh, she got. <laughs> hey, I guess, so listen to this. All right, before no, before no, we break, I'm going to tell this one last story. No. All right. Yes, I'm going to tell it. Oh. Right? Get, get, full mic. Full mic. Get, okay. I want to get your reaction here, Nicole. All right. So, listen to this. So, Nicole did great on the whole trip. We're there. The tournament's over. Right? Shout out the Roll Groove for catching that 670-something pound Blue Marlin right in the 11th hour of the tournament to win the I whole damn thing. was professional until this moment. Right? <laughs> so, we're hanging out in the Hard Rock Casino after. Like, we're doing shots with the whole Fish Heart Events crew. So, we're right. Todd and Val. Awesome people. Right? Tequila shots. Tequila shots. So, May I add? Nicole just recently turned 21, so she's having a great old oh time. Oh, 
right? Listen, you can appreciate this as an ex-partier, okay, at the moment. So I, at that point, right, because I know that if I don't, her father's going to kill me, right, just stop my night and I'm just, I'm chaperoning her at this point right that I felt it was oh, wait, my responsibility to do so no, so I'm behind her on the chair while she's playing blackjack the whole time and I got a couple and her friends with us too so I gotta go to the bathroom I gotta go to the bathroom she goes to the bathroom I'm like alright we don't see Nicole for a little while <laughs> right her friend Callie's there still gambling and losing all her money right right I'm saving at this point I take a break. <laughs> not saving nothing, right? So, of course, Nicole, I'm at the point where I'm like, I got to leave and go look for her, right? And all of a sudden, as I'm turning, she comes, she shows up, right? With a $100 bill in front of her forehead, <laughs> going like this. It's all going on black. It's all going on black. I go, the hell it is. Put that bag in your pocket. We're with the folks from Release Boat Works. They're like, oh, maybe it's about time we all go get something to eat. So. That was that's how that night. Well, ended. you enjoyed yourself. Have some yeah. fun over there. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. I said, watch out before you spend it's your whole paycheck. She goes, "Oh, we're we're past that." <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, listen. I want to thank you, Taylor DeFusco, nice for coming in today. I appreciate right? it. I right, my true. brother, love you. All right, and um, Carlene. Thank you, gentlemen. Always a pleasure to be here. Yeah. Cool. Thank, thank you. you, ladies. I want to give a shout Great out to, to my to my new guys here. Right. Thank you very much. Appreciate the work. Right. And um, I want to also give a shout out to uh, our folks over at Joey Cardi Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. Right. If you're in the market for a new truck, a new Jeep, give them a call. Price selection service. Can't beat them. Right. Call my boy Dean. He'll hook you up. And I also want to say if you're thirsty, and I know you are, wrestle up yourself with a new bottle of Papa's Pilar rum. They just released. Well, we like the cherry, the sherry cask, which we have all the time, but they just released their new Legacy Edition, which is a fine, fine edition of rum um, that they're promoting heavily here um, that we uh, haven't gotten our hands on yet, but we will soon. So it is that new. Um, and I also want to give a shout out to our good friends at Papa's Raw Bar. If you're in the Lighthouse Point area, uh, please go to Papa's Raw Bar and order something off the Connected by Water inspired sushi menu. Um, they have the Takizi roll. We have the OCD roll. We have the Jumbalicious Wet Dream roll. We have a lot of different rolls on there. Um, the uh, Surreal roll, right? Um, all of them are connected by water, friends and family. Um, also, uh, we want to give a shout out to our Olakainer Maui Gym family and ACR, the Science of Survival. If you uh, ever go offshore and you don't have any perb, do yourself a favor, come right back in the inlet, get yourself one, and then go back out fishing. Right? I cannot express how much safety is uh, a factor when you're out on the water. Thank you for bringing in your gun. I want to give a special shout out to Max who joined us today. Max, you did a great job. Good job, buddy. Good job. Right? You were a star today, right? All right, your ego. It's not your amigo. I remember we're all... Always do your best. And at the end, great. Not yet. Always we're do your best. And at the end, just let like God do the rest. Right? And do not ever forget that no matter where we are, no matter what we're doing, Nicole, we are all... Connected by water. Thank you. Last time I said great, so that went well. <laughs> the next day at work. We're out. <laughs> <laughs>